0: Well, hello, this is Marnie Clark. I have so been enjoying our journey together as we are seeking to be loud listeners, as we are seeking to hear God's voice so clearly in our lives, because we know that there really is nothing more important than that. God, we, you know, we've talked about how God made us, how He knows our future, and 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 being close to Him is really the end goal anyway in our lives. And so... This is just the most important thing, and I I feel like I have to address the elephant in the room here, um, which is sin, and trust me, I'm sitting here thinking about this particular episode and thinking, you know, I really don't want to talk about sin. Like, I really don't want to talk about sin. I don't like talking about it. I don't like talking about it as it relates to other people, as it relates to my own life, And then that got me thinking, why, why is it so hard to talk about? Like, why don't I want to talk about sin? I mean, because we know that God has forgiven us through our faith in Jesus. So why do I want to live into denial and pretend like, you know, we're all okay? Like, everything's fine, so, I, I believe that there are many lies we're believing in this situation, but I'm going to just talk about three in this episode. Um, lie number one is that we have to be perfect to earn God's love. And we all know that's not true. I mean, deep down, but deep down, so many of us have such a hard time believing that God's love does not fluctuate according to our performance. I know that we say we believe His love doesn't change, but our actions are drowning out our words. You know, if we feel condemned and unloved, then our natural response is to distance ourselves from God and to miss hearing His voice in our lives. And God, you know, He's very clear in, in His Word in Romans 8, 1 through 2. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit, of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and of death. You know, and, and the Bible actually tells us that if we're trying to justify ourselves in the law, like if we're trying really hard to say, you know, that we're, we're doing okay, if we're making it, then, then we're obligated to, to keep the whole law. So, in my opinion, in my... <laughs> I really don't want to be obligated keep the whole law. I would rather fall on, on Jesus's grace and just receive, receive that gift that he's given us, that there is no condemnation. And so with that, it makes me want to admit my sin. It makes me want to say, you know what, for the most part, I'm probably sinning a lot more than I'm even aware of. Because with sin, you know, one definition of sin is just missing the mark. So, I mean, you think about their sins of omission um, and sins of commission. We, we really focus a lot about the sins of commission, which are basically committing different acts, um, you know, lying, cheating, stealing. All, all of those things. Um, but then, what about the things that we should have done that we didn't do? You know, what about that day when we should have gone and done something selfless instead? We chose to do something selfish, or maybe we just stayed at home and did nothing. Basically, we're not perfect, and and God knows that, and. But you know, the more we spend time with God, the more time we spend with Him, the more sins are going to come to our awareness. The more things that we're going to be aware of that, um, you know, motivations, that's a huge one because you think, oh, I'm doing all these good works. Well, why am I doing them? A lot of times we have sinful motivations. Um, And so with that, (laughs) you know, as He's refining us as gold, the dross will inevitably surface So now is the time, as we're in the beginning of this quest to to hear God, to know Him, to get closer to Him. Now is the time to understand and let it sink in, you know, that His extravagant grace is is there for us. Because if we don't understand that right now, we might just find ourselves paralyzed in a pit of condemnation, and then we're going to just naturally drift away. We're we're not going to hear His voice. We're going to want to hide, you know, like Adam and Eve did in the garden. Um, You know, a lot of us say we believe um, that that we don't have condemnation, but our lives really don't show it. Um, We try to justify our actions. We try to rationalize things that we do. And um, and that's really, it's just standing in the way. It's that big elephant in the room blocking our ears. So, line number two. Line number two is that we cannot change. Um, you know, another reason I think we are reluctant to admit our son is that we think we don't know how to change. Um, and this really, I just, I thought about the, the commercial. I don't know if you guys have seen it by LifeLock. Um, it's, I think it's LifeLock is like a company that um, is supposed to, um, you know, keep things from happening to your credit, keep people from stealing your identity. And so they have this hilarious commercial where the um, so-called dentist tells his patient that he has one of the worst cavities he's ever seen. And then he starts to leave and the patient's like, wait, aren't you going to fix it? And then the dentist says, I'm not a dentist. I'm a dental monitor. You know, so very funny. Um, But yeah, praise God. He's not a sin monitor. And that's how we view him so many times. God is not a sin monitor where he is up there, judging us with his hands on his hips basically saying that he you know he's upset with us and he's not going to help us god is a sin cleanser he is a sin cleanser not a sin monitor um you know i mean it's just like you think about a a child that that is so dirty. You know, the the child, your child cannot clean themselves up by themselves. A baby that's just been rolling around in the mud. I mean, you're not going to look at the baby and demand that he becomes squeaky clean and just stand there and watch him. No, you're going to pick up your baby and you're going to lovingly clean that baby up and you're going to love that baby. And that's how we are. I mean, we are God's children. We are helpless without Him, without His Holy Spirit that can cleanse us because we're not going to be able to to do it in our own strength. I mean, you think about paul who um who wrote a good bit of the New Testament, and in Romans seven, when he in that passage where he says, You know what I want to do, I don't do what i don't do i, I you know I want to do, and I do the things I hate and and he just kind of goes in this circle, and those are the verses leading up to the verse the there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because if we're in the flesh, we're going to be in that circular. I want to do it, but I don't do it and yeah, because we can't. We really cannot do it in our in our own strength. And that is why drawing near to God, having a close personal relationship with him, where His Holy Spirit is guiding us and His Holy Spirit is cleansing us and actually changing our desires. You know, God sees the complexities of our personalities and our desires. He knows our whole background. He knows our hurts. He knows our wounds. And He, with His Holy Spirit, wants to go in and actually clean all of that out. Um, just like you'd clean that baby up. But what we have to do is submit ourselves to Him. We have to confess that sin. We have to say, God, or ask Him to search your heart. And, and like David did, ask Him to search out sin that you're not even aware of. I mean, oh, it's kind of a scary prayer. It's kind of like, do I really want to know? But yeah, yeah, because if there's that that big thing kind of standing in your way, which sin does, then we want to know about it. You know, so many of us can accept the fact that God gives us this incredible free gift of heaven through his son but then we feel like we have to pull ourselves pull ourselves up by the bootstraps all the way to heaven you know try to make it on our own in this life try to try to just do what we can do and you know like most good lies most effective lies are partially true lie number two is partially true the the lie that we cannot change we cannot change on our own but through the holy spirit god can transform us um and these verses in ezekiel 36 this is this is a prop yeah this is a prophecy this is god talking and this is ezekiel 36 26 or 27. Um, It says, moreover, I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. So, you know, even back in Ezekiel, that God was talking about the new covenant about after Jesus. You know, when Jesus came and then He gave us the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came down in Pentecost, so you know, all Christians now um, receive the Holy Spirit when they become a Christian, and so it's that Holy Spirit's work that is going to want us to have the desire to keep his ordinances, to keep his law, to, to avoid sin. I love this quote um, from Jim Cimbala, um in his book, Fresh Power. So he says, while Christ's work on the cross, the shedding of his blood was the only way to settle the problem of guilt, sin, and condemnation the coming of the promised holy spirit was god's way of changing human beings from the inside out we have to be changed from the inside out because otherwise it just doesn't work it's that that whole circle of trying to do it and not being able to so line number 3 is that we will miss out on all the fun um you know, by admitting our sin and fully surrendering to God, we may feel like we're giving up something. You know, I mean, there's those things, and sometimes they're small things. But, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and list all different things because. You know, I really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to each one of you on what that thing is, not in a condemning way, but in a way of, hey, there's something between us. There's something that, that maybe you need to give up, something that's coming between us, Um And it makes me think about that picture floating around on social media where there's a child that's just clinging to the small teddy bear. And Jesus is lending, you know, uh, handing uh, or reaching out his hand, kneeling down, reaching out his hand asking for the teddy bear to be handed to him and the the child doesn't understand is just clinging to this bear and the whole time behind his back he has this giant teddy bear that the child would like so much better um and that's just I feel like that's how we are you know sometimes sometimes maybe God may ask us to give up something um you know maybe it's not even what we think is sin maybe it's Maybe it's something else that he's asking you to give up. It's like a job or a career or a, you know, maybe a, a bad relationship. Um, something he's asking you to give up, but he he may not tell you what's next. He may just want you to trust him and hand it to him. Um, but with that, and just like that picture, we have to know that God's plans are Infinitely better than our plans. I mean, that just goes without saying. Um, He has exciting and fulfilling plans for us. That abundant life that He promised—that's not an empty promise. I mean, that is something that He longs to give us, but a lot of times we're just standing right there in the way. And I love this. Quote from C.S. Lewis in his book, The Weight of Glory and Other Addresses. Um, He says, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child, he wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. (laughs) And so, I mean, that just, that says it all. We just have no idea. We have no idea the adventure that God wants to give us while we're sitting there clinging on to our own sin, our own hopes and dreams, our own ambitions. When he just says, hey, open up those clenched fists. I want to put something in them that is going to fulfill you unlike anything you've ever known. So maybe after this <laughs> this whole podcast, you're still like feeling a little uncomfortable facing Sin, facing your own sin, and truly only the Holy Spirit can effectively change our hearts. It's a touchy subject, um, so much so that I really didn't want to talk about it, like I said before, but it's a process and it takes courage. And so, if you're feeling a bit courageous and want to go ahead and jump in, um, then just pray this prayer with me right now Dear Heavenly Father, please reveal to me anything. That is preventing me from having a close relationship with you. Hearing your voice is more important to me than anything that I'm clinging to. I cannot do this in my own strength, but I know that through your Holy Spirit, you can change my desires. I'm expectant and look forward to a closer relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen.